You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Welcome to PlayStation Unchained, episode 143. I am your host, Neil Bolt, back in the hosty host chair again. And, of course, joined, as ever, by Ben Shittabur Hall. How are you doing, Ben? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yeah, I gave it back after one. I hope yeah. the seat is nice and so, warm, and there's a ditch where my butt was. Yes, it's a, it's a nice groove. It's, like, <laughs> it's very warm and comforting. <laughs> you could clean occasionally, it'd be nice. Yeah. Like, I thought the smell the was chair. just, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't sit naked in a chair every week, then. I can't. No, I mean oh. it's nice for the groove and the warmth, but <laughs> the cleanliness isn't all there, and I forget where I put my hands sometimes, and it's just like. <laughs> uh... and, and you know, I, I, you know, obviously routinely, I will stop doing the same, but it's. Uh... Yeah, I, I guess if if I have to do it, you have to do it as well. So you know. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, for this week, I'll. Uh... Yeah. I'll, I'll remain <laughs> this uh, sort of skin-to-skin contact that isn't. <laughs> uh, um, that stony silence you can hear is the disapproval of Gary Pagdasarov. How are you, Gary? Why am I even here with you guys? <laughs> Someone has to clean the chair. Yeah, get your Windex oh. out. I feel sad. I'm emotionally sad. Well, that is a good way to be sad emotionally. Let's be fair. So, um, <laughs> other, otherwise, so Gary, are you okay? Yeah, um, I'm pretty good. I'm hanging in there. You're hanging in there, living life, being the man. I From guess. The, the, <laughs> yeah, you guess, you guess. Oh, so yeah, we're we're back for another week to talk about the video game things that. Are on PlayStation consoles and probably some other stuff uh, if uh, history is uh, any indication. Um, we'll start with the usual, I suppose. Um, what we've been playing. Um, I'm, I'm going to shock you. It really is a short list for me this week. And I, I figured that out beforehand this time, and I'm not going to keep remembering games. And I played two things this week, really, um, which I'll, I'll start with that and then. We will, we shall go on. Um, I played the Hitman finale, of course. Uh, the, the the game has now ended, and it's all there as one pretty package. And season two is uh, pretty much announced as coming and going to be uh, basically extended on from the current package. So any future episodes will join on to what you have already, which is a good system, I think, considering how the episodic stuff worked out. It was a nice finale. Really enjoyed that series as a whole it's just done a brilliant job of you know balancing out the more modern hitman stuff and the old stuff that was great and turning it into something surprising and new i mean episode by episode that you know some were great some were good but as a whole package it's just a really really good game the amount of stuff in there the amount of stuff to do for something as simple as you know going around killing people in the least conspicuous way possible it's a uh, great for that and had great fun again with it this week just experimenting and tweaking that's the first time i've actually done one of the hitman missions main missions in one go without having to fail or getting seen and it was 
had having to be the last one, but it, I guess because it sort of teaches you throughout the game all the little things that you can and can't do. And by the time you get to this final episode, you sort of like, yeah, I know what I can do here. I, I'll be careful here. I'll do this there. And yeah, it just worked out nicely. I then went and did one of the latest elusive target and messed it up in about 20 seconds flat. So, you know, it was possibly a fluke, but we'll see. Um, yeah, but great game. Definitely one of the best games of the year. As is, the other game I've been playing a lot, and probably the reason I haven't played much else this week, is Titanfall 2. Um, last week I said, obviously, about I just started playing the story stuff, and that was good, and that story stuff gets better, and it's just a really good single-player mode for a shoot. Definitely the best shooter single-player I've played in a few years. But uh, the multiplayer, you know, Something I've not really got on with in recent years with is you know, online multiplayer shooters because it's just even the ones that I did like ended up pandering towards the you know, Call of Duty crowd. I mean, Battlefield did it, let's be honest, and that was my favourite of the past. Um, but yeah, Titanfall just feels very old school and happy. It's just it's fast, it's furious. You do you can melee people in midair with a with drop kicks and you can drop grenades down the battery ports of giant robots and blow them up. It's fantastic stuff. It's just, it doesn't get old very easily. It which is, you know, I've just been playing all week and oh, fantastic. Yeah. Such a surprise, such a big, big surprise. And um, as has been documented very, very <laughs> aggressively over the last week or so, EA are, or respawn are dunderheads for, putting it where they did between those two games and especially as it's probably arguably better than the pair of them it's a fantastic all round and that is mine out the way this week so who out of you two has played more than one game this week i've played two 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 whole games two whole games what about you gary uh two games as well two games so we all played two games <laughs> Interesting. What is, yeah, this the busiest <laughs> point of the year. It's like oh, we've only played a couple of games. <laughs> I should I should have played more to be fair, but yeah, as I said, it's the uh, yeah, the old... all the games are coming out. Oh, by the way, how many you played? Uh, one. <laughs> then somehow we pull out well, all, you know, we pull games out of our butts during summer. But this the is the, the time of year that. Where you have to pick and choose, man. Yeah. You can't just get everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've barely been able to touch Skyrim this week at all. Yeah. It's like, because... Wait, Skyrim, that. who cares? <laughs> well, you don't. Right? <laughs> he said it, not me. <laughs> you in third. <laughs> okay, well, um, Ben. Well, I, I wonder what games I've been playing. Can I guess? Yeah, go and guess. Go guess out all go the billions of games you've got choice of. Um, I would guess one is an MMORPG based on a popular Japanese series that was rubbish when it came out and then got better and is now one of the most successful of its type around. But I haven't uh, been that... playing the Yu-Gi-Oh! MMO. Ah. I don't know. I kind of want to say the other one would be um, something to do with VR, but yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, I... I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV as always. It's it's always um, in my PS4. 
Um, yeah, I've been playing that a lot. And well, with do the you, new content. Do you have that digitally or disc on that one? Yeah, I have a disc and download version. Oh, yeah, both. Yeah. Uh, you're covering all the bases. She <laughs> loves it so much, he puts the disc into the PS4 and starts the digital version instead. <laughs> Just to remind the disc version, look, the future is killing you. <laughs> no, because I originally... What, what happened was um, I didn't review the original Pharmacy 14. Um, uh, Tim did. So mm. when Heaven's World came out, I wasn't sure if it was me or Kyle. So I yeah. pre-ordered the Collector's Edition and pre-purchased it. And then I was uh, the one that ended up reviewing it. So I ended up with a digital code, even though I purchased it. There we go. So. <laughs> um, I, was, I was pretty much the same, I think, last year with Pez. I was waiting on review code. And I entered a competition yeah. the day before. I ended up getting the code one digital code of Pez and then got the physical review yeah. copy in the next day. I was like, oh, great, two so, copies. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I ended up with a physical and digital copy. Now, to be okay. fair, I am really thinking about buying two copies of Final Fifteen. Because? I have that Ultimate Edition. I kind of want to keep it, you know, sealed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. worth so much. It's, you know, it's going on eBay for about 500 quid. So... Sorry. Yes, in in the strange times before yeah. release, where things like that happen, yeah, it's yeah. understandable. Um, well, no, because they've only done fifteen thousand units. Yeah, I know. Obviously, that yeah. makes it cheap. Any, anyway, um, I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen because they added the new patch with the new weapons and the new Palace of Dead and the new set for the relic. Yeah, uh, the new Palace of Dead weapons. I got one. You have to clear. You have to clear floor one to one hundred. And then get your weapon up to level 60 plus, plus 60, and your armor to plus 60, and then you can bring it out. How much, very... Sorry, just how much time does one floor take? 20 minutes. You have to get up to 100 floors? Yeah. Blimey. <laughs> so... But it saves every 10 floors. Every 10 floors? <laughs> yeah. It saves. So it is proper for the yeah. hardcore player in that regard, yeah. It's uh, in terms of time anyway, yeah. isn't it? When it, it, the, the lower level floors, you can probably speed through in about 15 minutes, 10, 15. Mm. But it's the higher yeah, level it, floors yeah, when it, it starts to get. A bit grindier, if you um, will. Although I do find it funny, and spoilers for anyone who is listening to this, floor 101 to 200 is like the hardcore version. You don't get any real reward, but it's for people who want to challenge themselves. Yeah. Um someone's found out I'm beating it yet because I haven't tried it yet I want to try it because it sounds fun sounds rough but fun Um, someone who beat it found out what the floor 200 boss was Um, okay so you know after doing all these incredibly hard missions you know incredibly hard bosses floor 200 the final boss of this hardcore super hard dungeon is a bench that you sit on Huh. You literally sit on the bench and it says completed. <laughs> That's uh, uh, it, it, yeah. a bit of a curveball, at least. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you know, you're supposed to sit in it and take a picture of the background because it looks really like cool looking. And then, yeah, yeah. you get your reward and leave. That sounds, so, yeah, that sounds interesting, at least. 
Yeah, the reward is just like a glamour item. It doesn't have any stats, but, you know, it shows that you've beaten it. Yeah. I'm just, yeah you can that's... get an earring or a giant um, glass pumpkin for your house. So. Fancy pants stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been busy with the patch and Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 came out oh, a few weeks yes. ago. Oh, so I slapped my forehead not realising that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're only talking about it all before we start recording. I was going to say, you should have known. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I've been enjoying that. I'm thinking about buying the season pass when I've got money. And when the stuff for the season pass actually gets announced. We just know it's four pieces of DLC. Which could be anything, in all fairness, when they say four pieces of DLC these days. uh, So I'm going to wait until they actually announce what the content... Because the season pass for the last one was really good. I think it was... Fifteen pounds, and you got something like twelve different stages, six hours of story content, and about twenty different characters. And each pack came with mentors. So you got about three mentors per pack, and you know you're looking at about ten hours each DLC. You know, yeah. So oh, that's, that's the hope. Yeah. So, and this is only this has an extra pack, and it's about a te- five quid more. I think it is so. Something, something. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, as long yeah. as they don't, you know, as long as they keep it as it was last time, then I'm happy to pay it. But yeah. if it's not as good as well, last time, then I'll give it. A... Problem is, it's, yeah, you've got to see what it. But even general, if I just see the first one and know what that's like, you know. But right now, yeah, just four content it, packs, and future trunks, which you can unlock by beating the game, which I've done anyway. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering this, um, obviously one of the big draws they were saying about with Titanfall 2 is the, uh, all the there'll be no season passes all, yeah. all DLC will be free going forward but then I think yeah. what DLC is it getting though we, uh, yeah. in just going by EA standards of when they drop DLC it could be any time it was like the Battlefront yeah. stuff was like yeah we've got DLC coming out I'm not going to tell you when until probably a week before it comes out but and then it, that'll be months later See, like, stuff like that, though, there's an issue with DLC, especially for, I would say, for, especially for uh, Titanfall, shooting games like Titanfall or Call of Duty. I hmm. really think they should scrap map packs. I don't yeah. care how they, I don't care how they try and make money, you know, just have a, I hate to say it, have a, like a, the FIFA system, if need mm-hmm. be, for certain things, if that's the only way they're going to make money back, you know, you know, because of these poor developers. Well, I think, this is what they're trying to do this year with Timefall yeah. is like the experiment for EA. They're going to yeah. probably respawn saying they're yeah. confident enough in their product that they'll be like, well, yeah. we give it away free people will come because I think we've discussed before yeah. GTA 5 has proved that you can put out loads of content, not yeah. make anyone pay for it and people will keep flocking to your game yeah. if you do it right. So but you know, but, I don't mind if they had some sort of system to make money, but keep it, it make it there. Yeah, yeah, it is there. I mean, yeah. it's not in there yet, you know, yeah. but, like you get currency, yeah, yeah, as you, as you and it, you get it very rarely, and it is very miserly. But at the same time, you can gain everything from it just by leveling up stuff as well. Yeah, so like you can either do it by that means, or you can save up your monies and get stuff here and there. But they all like, yeah, you know, I've played a lot, and I've probably got like a couple of hundred credits out of wow. it, and most stuff is like two hundred and fifty, three hundred credits each. So it's like. Yeah, but then, like I said, you unlock most of it. But you can see already where yeah. 
the microtransactions would come in. But, but I I, just... that, that sort of thing is better than having the map packs because oh yeah, by having Definitely. map packs uh, for free, it means I, that more people can download it. Way. Yeah, but I prefer yeah. Neva really because you know it's you're paying pre- the game already. I prefer yeah, for but... Neva, but you know if these poor hungry developers that don't make any money because the games don't only sell four million copies. Yeah. 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 I mean, Call of Duty, that's what... Who's really ever heard of that game before? (laughs) I mean... Oh, man. I don't... I'm going to... Sorry, unrelated note here. but Well, not slightly... Just in an Activision sort of universe. So my son has been watching the uh, Skylanders Academy um, TV. I still need to see that with Crash Bandicoot's voice. Yeah, I just... Do you know what's actually shocking is that you have this image in your head of what they'd make Crash Bandicoot like, right? In terms of a character, like real, just oh, picture him as real '90s sounding. Yeah, you think he'd be all like wacky and crazy. Yeah, right? but uh, he's he's quite a regular Aussie bloke, and it's like, oh, okay, uh, 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 made him somewhat tolerable. In fact, he makes Spyro look like a prick by comparison, which is like, yeah, uh, someone expects some sort of like '90s teenager that goes, dude. Every no, that, that, that's probably Spyro, who's voiced <laughs> by um, just by acclaimed actor Justin Long. So, uh, yes, yeah, strange one appears for one episode, and I, I only just noticed how dark his eyebrows are and compared to his mohawk. That's like, it's, <laughs> just like, he dyes his eyebrows. Obviously, he's got yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, crisis. <laughs> he's really ashamed of his eyebrows, so he has to dye them. He has to bleach them and dye them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> Skylanders Academy. It's not that bad. Strangely, <laughs> well, that, like, that, that could be their review. Like... Neil Bolt. Two out. What would you, what would you, what would you rate it out of, out of ten? It's a kids show, but it's got some adult jokes in it. You know how like Activision yeah. Blizzard are always good at doing cutscene stuff. Yeah. And it's like it's like that yeah. instead of any game. So I suppose it's better for it. So, yeah, yeah probably six, seven. Maybe. Okay, so Neil Bolt gives it six out of seven. It's not too bad, not so bad. It's not. <laughs> it's not so bad. Six out of seven? Is that what you just said? Six out of seven? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I want to give it way, two pickles got... out of three onions. But yeah, it's got an interesting cast. It's got Metallica's James Hetfield in it. It's got Susan Sarandon. It's got. Bobcat Goldthwait, who you may know from Police Academy, it's got Norm Macdonald and Justin Long, and stuff like that. It's it's a strange cast, but it's uh, yeah, it's actually amusing in places. But yeah. for something that's just basically designed to sell toys, it's it's an odd one. It, I, I'm tentatively excited at the idea of Activision doing that with other IP that they own. Just so what you're saying is you really, 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 really can't wait in the really excited you you got you got you even got blue balls over this over Tony Hawk's the animated series. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> Maybe he'll be in Skylanders Academy series too. <laughs> I mean that, that that's pretty much the idea of Crash being in it. It's just like, oh, he's not supposed to be here, we better get him back at home. It's like and so yeah. But so, what if Tony Hawks appears in it? <laughs> and then everything glitches so, yeah, out that, because that, it's actually based on the new Tony Hawks game. I mean, that's the plot device that would get it going, wouldn't it? It's, <laughs> he glitched out of his it's... universe and landed in that one. <laughs> 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 I was doing the half pipe and then suddenly I just disappeared through the wall. 
and somehow I'm here. I mean, like, like I said, they have some funny little adult jokes and you know, jokes that kids aren't going to get. Like, there's it, where Norm McDonald's character in it just he's talking on the phone to someone, going, "Clearly, you're talking about Spider-Man's constant reboots." Just saying, it's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to the reboot. They have to show his parents being dead again, or like that. So, like, you know, compromise of that and Batman, I'd imagine. It's like, it's, and yeah, the, you know, a bit of innuendo in there. It's yeah. interesting. I'm always sick of that. What's happening now? I know it's Batman's yeah. backstory, but it's, you know, come on. We know. Everyone knows. You don't need to keep showing the it. That, the fact that the Telltale <laughs> series just basically that is the plot device. It's like, hey, you know how his parents died? It's like, well, we're going to go into that in more detail and say why it wasn't exactly like you remember. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And we're going to make the penguin... Penguin? <laughs> Into a... <laughs> well, it might as well be. Penguin. Yeah, but I'm not going to get into that again, because, yeah, Penguin's a cunt in that, to be fair. So, anyway, I I totally derailed that with talking of a kid's TV show. Um, it's fine. That's cool, but that's what you played this week. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what about Gary? <laughs> I don't even have an answer to anything anymore. You didn't watch, you didn't, <laughs> we did, broke you, did you watch Skylanders Academy? I, I, I didn't do anything. I give up. <laughs> hey, you still need to log on to get your gift on Final Fantasy, I think. I sent you yeah. I sent you the stuff in the mail. Oh, thanks, dude. No worries. No, um, I've been playing... What have I been playing? Oh. I'm playing a game that's not out yet, but apparently I can talk about it because there's no embargo. Uh, it's called Deponia. It is a pretty old-school point-and-click adventure game. Uh, 2D art style, kind of like Monkey Island was. Um, yeah, I actually finished that the other day. It's not too long of a game. Uh, kind of just depends on how good you are at solving the game's puzzles, um, which are at the highest difficulty level, I must say. <laughs> um but yeah it, it's 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 a fun game it's very humorous uh, i like the setting the characters are great um it's apparently a four-part game so hopefully they'll release the other three parts on a ps4 here soon so um yeah that that's pretty much all i've been playing and uh world of final fantasy i've been playing that as well splendid Short and short and thrifty, as they say. Ah, that abruptly brings. Uh, uh, I, I like how we managed to put six games. Gary's was very quick. Mine was fairly brief, but in the middle we talked about Skylanders Academy. It's uh, that's the way we do things around here, quite clearly. Okay, so that means we we can move on to things that aren't things we've been playing. Well, not necessarily, and this week. Uh, our good friend Thomas Gargan has uh, submitted a couple of questions for us, you know, which is a great thing to have. We like having questions here. Um, let's see. He is, by the way, just as a, a nice a pimp out from, he's a, a, on the podcast Next Gen Game Chats, which is also a very good podcast. And, yes, he sent us some lovely questions, which I am about to read, if I can find where I put them. Ah, okay. Um. Yeah, he's a saying he just played Tomb Raider recently, the uh, definitive edition on PS4, and he loved it first time he played it. You know, and he's also quite a fan of the Naughty Dog games of Uncharted and the like. And 
he, he believes that the new Tomb Raider stuff is very close to the quality of Uncharted, perhaps even better. Um, he says, with the recent leak of Eidos Montreal working on the next Tomb Raider, which is supposedly called Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, he wonders if there's any chance that this Sony might take the chance of uh, partnering partnering with uh, Crystal Dynamics to develop the next instalment. Who knows? Maybe what? Nintendo will do it, and then we'll have some sort of weird <laughs> trap. You know, we had the last Tomb Raider on PS4, this one on Xbox One, and the next one on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> no game will launch on the same console. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder if it's a you know a secondary team working on you know a new Tomb Raider. If it is going to be that stopgap, like you know Arkham Origins, Arkham Oranges, yeah, Arkham Oranges is good. Um, was a stopgap for a uh, Rocksteady stuff, you know, so that they get someone else in to do the job, and while giving time to the main studio to do that. So I don't know if Sony would partner for what is essentially you know a weaker game in the series that's not made by the key company. So, but at the same time, yeah, it would be good to sort of fill the gap while Naughty Dog is just doing whatever they're doing. And clearly they're not going to show anything this year other than DLC for Uncharted. So, I don't know. It would be interesting if what they could. What if we're wrong? And it's not actually going to be a sequel, but it's actually a Rise of the Tomb Raider, but a sequel to Tomb Raider, the Temple of Osiris. This is... This is. Well, that's entirely possible. But then I, they sort of have a different context. I mean, it's Tomb Raider, colons, and then whatever, and then... What if it's just because name. it's a code name? It could well be at this stage, but it just... I mean, I'm just bringing, you know, stuff. if it's a side team. Yeah. At the same time, it could just be someone who's desperate for attention, who just opened their laptop and loudly goes, Oh, I can't believe I'm working on the new <laughs> Tomb Raider game. I hope no one's looking over my shoulder. <laughs> Thank God I got these classified emails. I wonder if anyone's <laughs> nearby that knows about Tomb Raider. You know, that franchise I'm working on the new game for. You know, with the Croft <laughs> of Valara. <laughs> Not for Crystal Dynamics, who are working on a different game. But I'm working on this one for Idos Montreal. <laughs> but don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, yes. It'd be so, next yeah. to the person that sat there um, with the description to Final Fantasy yeah. That's, <laughs> that's no, look just, at me. No, it's recover. actually the guy who uh, watch has the. No, it's for Kingdom Hearts, the HD remaster. Yeah, for... yeah Kingdom Hearts three. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I got it in my bag. Finished copy. <laughs> so it's been done for months. <laughs> yeah, we finished it. We just don't want to release so. it until. Oh no, they know they'll have to. They'll get fired the minute it's done. It's like, let go, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, no, no okay, it, it's still cooking. <laughs> they finished it two years ago. It's, uh... it's probably why the Five Hundred Fifteen took so long. They're like, "Well, they're going to fire us. Well, let's might as well make it last as long as possible." <laughs> Ten years later, well, you know what? We're kind of bored now. <laughs> let's yeah. just release it. Yeah. Just before I go to Gary, he's, he, uh, Thomas also said that you know it's Corey Barlow works on the Tomb Raider game and is also working on the new God of War, and he says he can definitely. See the influences there, and I was thinking, yeah, I, I didn't really pick up on that, but yeah, it's definitely you can Tomb see it in that War. new cut. Hmm? I want, I want they should rename it God of Raids. God of Raids. <laughs> God Raider. God Raider. Actually, that's an amazing name. 
God Radio. That sounds slightly <laughs> smutty, to be fair. It sounds like an indie rogue game. <laughs> God Reader. <laughs> Gary, what do you reckon on this uh, whole Shadow of the Tomb Raider stuff? Uh... I don't know, it's hard to say because it's a different studio, not Crystal Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see, unless Crystal Dynamics is working on a different game that's not a Tomb Raider game. Uh, this, awesome. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> this one is probably, probably going to be yeah. a, a game like uh, the, the Temple of Osiris and uh, the Cradle of Life, um, the, the four-player isometric mm-hmm. games. Which um, I got to play at a pub with Square Enix, which was fun. <laughs> but, Living the life. <laughs> but, if, but if it is a new Tomb Raider, like a sequel to Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, done by Montreal. Um, isn't Montreal the guys who did Deus Ex, though? Yeah, but they've split that team up into several groups. Like There was a team that was working on Mankind Divided. There's a team working on the sequel... And I guess the team that working on Mankind Divided are now kind of free. So they might sort of hand them that while the other team finishes the sequel. And then when that's finished, they can get working on the one after that. So it's like, probably this is, you know, Square have very much made known that they're doing this. No, with they're probably game. working on the sequel of the sequel already. Well, they are, they probably are. I mean, Deus Man Divided 3. Um, divided her. Well, it's well, kind of known that the game they had is basically been chopped up into three separate parts. And that's why you've, it, no, no spoilers, but Mankind Divided ends very abruptly. And it's like, okay, that's that then. That's, uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so, and it's part of Square's thing, obviously, of trying to cut the games up into smaller pieces to sell better, which works in some ways. Hitman is a very good example of it working. It, the episodic stuff really works for that system and that game. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's smart to a degree because it cuts the cost overall, puts less pressure on the game. I still um, think that the cuts are just going to be the discs. The discs. You know, uh, what's going to, um, you know, the first episode will be disc one. Well, no, I think it'll be a di- the first episode on the disc, the rest bolts on. Same as no, I meant, did, the, remember the original do... game was three discs. I know, but I don't think they'll do three discs. I think they will do it as a system. No, I meant, like, I expect that each download to be I know, equal to yeah. the... I know, yeah, I know what you mean by that, but I reckon, I'm just saying that they'll... Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a nod in that regard, but also it is quite yeah. cynically because it makes it easier yeah. to cut costs in the short term. Yeah. If they just do it in bits, make some money, then do the next bit, make some money. Yeah. So, sensible, but you worry that they may take it a little too far, and if they're already working on another Tomb Raider and getting someone else to do it, that's the thing. I I don't think they'll take Tomb Raider away from Crystal Dynamics because it's such a huge franchise. If anything, um, if it's not like a secondary title like Cradle of Life and Temple of Osiris, it could be, if it is true, it could just be an episodic game, kind of like they're doing with Hitman. And yeah. this is going to be the first episode done by a different team. Because, like, if you look at it, like, as episodic, I, I can see Tomb Raider working as it, as an episodic game, but not as well as Hitman. Because Hitman, there's there's so much replayability in how you can kill somebody. 
Yeah, you you've know, be, well, you've as a sandbox in in Hitman. You know, you have these amount a certain amount of stuff you can do, and plus everything adds on to everything. So it's the whole pack. It's when you see the package as a whole with Hitman that that's when you get it. You think this works. I like it, and unlike most episodic stuff, once the game is finished, it still stands as a great product as a whole. You know, a lot of episodic yeah. games. They're a bit yeah, see, with, with Tomb Raider, I don't see them doing that because, like, what are, what would they do? Like, oh, you can solve this puzzle in ten different ways. Like, nobody's going to want to solve a puzzle ten different ways. They're going to find the fastest, easiest way and move on. Um, I just yeah, don't it, see. You need the why. experimentation, and yeah, Tomb Raider doesn't really have that. But then, yeah, it's more they, of a story-driven linear game, whereas mm, it yeah, and so. And I mean, the complaints. Some of the complaints I have heard about Rise of the Tomb Raider is that the side stuff isn't that investing. You know, the whole going off track. But then some people say different and say the other way around and say that's more interesting than the combat and story stuff. But that is going to be an issue, yeah, I think. And maybe it will be closer to uh, what they've done with Deus Ex, where they've just made one game that's really epic in scale and then cut it into three games or two games. And that might be the way of it. Yeah. I just don't see a core Tomb Raider being announced so soon. I just don't see it. No, but then, like I said, it, it could be their Arkham Origins in that sense of... I'm, I'm sure Rocksteady weren't entirely happy that someone else got to sort of mess with their universe, but, you know, in hindsight, they ended up accepting it as canon. But, you know, beforehand, they were a bit silent on all that. Yeah. So, yeah, I and, you know... It's at the end of the day, Square are the ones in control of the money. So if they say that and say, well, if, if they do that, you can go and make your own project like this. So that could be the case with, you know, Crystal Dynamics. They, they, maybe they are trying to work on something they wanted to work on that isn't Tomb Raider. And they said, well, if you're going to do that, then we've got to get someone to do a Tomb Raider game in the meantime to keep the name out there. Makes sense, you know, get someone else who isn't busy. Oh, yeah, because to... Tomb Raider is one of those games that I, I forget the name of. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, it's one of the well, biggest but, franchises in gaming. But to answer the original question, um, I don't think Sony will partner to get an exclusivity deal with it. I don't think they need to. They still have Uncharted, even though Naughty Dog isn't working on Uncharted anymore. That doesn't mean any of the other Sony studios won't. You know, Sony can just hand it off to somebody else. They own the the property. Um, I don't see. Enix making that mistake again because I don't think the payoff for them was as much as they were hoping it would be. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, Thomas also pointed out that it was, uh, he kind of could hope that IDOS were working on the co-op or multiplayer mode while Chris Dynamics do the main stuff. So there is that possibility. Or it know, could be well. that they're doing the port. Remember yeah. um, that the um, PS4 was not done by Crystal Dynamics it was done by a different company, wasn't it? Yeah. It could be that they're yeah. doing the PS4 and PC version and they're doing the... Well, if the, if the game's yeah, releasing in all formats next time, which I'm sure it will, because I don't think Square will go through that again on that side anyway. So, yeah, back to the losing horse there. And the, the, the game sold badly, let's be honest. And, well, to be fair, but, even releasing it on both consoles at the same time doesn't mean it's successful. Oh no! Titanfall, well, that's sold yeah, worse than the Xbox One. But version. then you know, you'd hope that they wouldn't put the next Tomb Raider out at the same week as, say, Uncharted. You know, it's yeah. You know, whereas Titanfall has they've made that mistake very gravely, and 
confident in your product, but you know, be well, realistic. Well, I think they knew that it wasn't going to sell well when they did it. To be honest. Yeah. But again, it was. Yeah, it's. There's more confidence with Tomb Raider and you know, Rise of Tomb Raider in terms of getting out there to the public. You know, it got good praise, but it's just it was a small audience at that point. And then you wait a year, and it's like, yes, yeah, people who are into Tomb Raider greatly are going to go and get it. But it's yeah, at this point, it's come after Uncharted Four, which kind of gets closer to what Tomb Raider has become. In so it's yeah, it's kind of again. It's the thing we were all worried about, like are people going to care a year after it's come out on a different console? Mm. From what I've seen, they don't. Like, I haven't seen the numbers, the sale numbers for it, but ever since the game came out, I hardly see anybody on my friends list playing it. Actually, I haven't seen anybody playing it on my friends list. And not much talk on social media or any website that I visit at all about the game. Because it's a year later, and everybody's already experienced it. Um, well, let's put it like this. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it was number seven in the UK, for instance, and then it dropped to number 14 the week after, which puts it just above Minecraft on the Xbox and uh, uh, just behind the likes of World of Final Fantasy and WWE and all like that and Dragon Ball, funnily enough. So, yes! I mean, even Justice! Was up there. Because the, 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 the Tomb Raider, the remake, the reboot was number one in the UK for, like, three weeks, from what I remember. Mm. And so now... At a different time. This is it. We're in a very... We're sort of going... I think, to be honest, this year we are definitely on the rise of this generation, where it is the highest point, you know, where we're getting to the, all the good stuff. There is a lot of good stuff. I mean, I was compiling my own list of stuff for later in the year, you know, just so I've got a, a record. I was like, yeah, I've played... Some, I could always fill out a top 20 with games I'd consider 8 out of 10s uh, plus, you know, which is good, amazing. And they're not just big games, you know, there's uh, smaller games that do it and out of left field games, stuff like, you know, everything from, you know, stuff like Oxen Free and Virginia and Inside to Titanfall and Uncharted and stuff like Hitman and XCOM. It's just such wonderful variety to it. It's fantastic. But you can see how. Rise of the Tomb Raider could get lost in the shuffle when there's so many good things. And yeah, but let's be honest, it got beaten by several ports, uh, like the the Arkham ports are ahead of it, and the Skyrim ports ahead of it. It's exactly that should not happen. No, Tomb Raider it should not happen. No, that's it. It's some games unfortunately suffer that way, and it's. I don't um, know. I'm just gloating over the fact that you said Dragon Ball did well better than Tomb Raider. Um. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's debuted at number seven, which is where Tomb Raider was. That's enough for me. Which, but, which uh, <laughs> interestingly, it um, is means it's a higher place than Xbox. Is one of you know both their exclusive games for the autumn winter holiday. So Dragon will is... be. Oh yes, I'm one second. I'll be back. I've just got to get a bit excited. <laughs> Well, I will subtly say, like I always do, um, Microsoft ruins everything it touches. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Next question, yes, because we do have another question. Um, he also wanted, and this is like theory, theory stuff, and like, um, if there's even the slightest possibility that Sony and Nintendo may do some partnering in publishing on software on each of us devices with the next gen with this next bunch of stuff. 
uh, for example, Smash Brothers 4K on PS4 Pro and Mario Galaxy Collection on one and Uncharted, etc. going to the other. I personally said that, I mean, and his outcome when that would be he'd like to see a, a Smash Brothers versus All Stars, you know, having all the stars in one thing, but which to me would be the more likely if you were going to have those two partner up. But I don't see them giving each other their actual games. I, I could see them making games for those consoles, you know, the, exclusively for them, maybe, you know, stuff that's not like, you know, like not getting a new Zelda game on a PlayStation because that would be counterproductive to Nintendo, you know. It's, but you could make a new original IP that's on both consoles, perhaps, you know, from Nintendo that's a little more adult, a little more out there that you know, Nintendo's audience necessarily aren't going to be into. But And then you sort of cover the costs. But it's not as big a pipe dream as it seems. And maybe it's just it is a tiny possibility they could do it. But yeah, under those terms, I as I said, I don't see them you know, porting their big games to each other's consoles because that helps no one. There's so, only two things that I could see happen. Um, if there ever was something of a partnership like that, it'll be a character swap. Maybe you'll get yeah. Kratos and Smash Brothers or something. That's as far as that would go. Um, or the probably very unlikely chance you'll get PlayStation Now as an app on the Switch. Um, Which is, again, that, entirely possible. That's possible. And vice yeah. versa with those are the only two things I could see happening. I don't see like I would love to see Zelda made on the PS4. I think it'll sell ridiculous amounts of units. Yeah. But, but I don't think they would do that. Yeah. They wouldn't do it, it, it because that's a, it's harmful you know, to do that. I think that's yeah. When, when like, Nintendo sees that the game is selling more on their competition system than their own, then yeah, they're not going to do that. Yeah, so. I mean Microsoft. Can but to be to do fair that though, also but, sorry. Uh, yeah, let's say. I, I, if Nintendo and Sony do that, I can see Sega throwing their hat in just for shits and giggles. <laughs> you know, if there's a Smash Brothers game like that, I can see Sega throwing in their games. Yeah, yeah. throwing a, ca- a couple of characters as well, like maybe have Sonic in it. Just because they want to be relevant. Oh, well, yeah. So, you know, Sega and Nintendo are very pally anyway these days, so why not? It's. An interesting concept, you know, but uh, actually, now that I think about it, it'll probably be like a Sly Cooper or something that they'll have in Smash Brothers. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Something that <laughs> crosses over, but without hampering sales, you know, something that would benefit being on both consoles. That isn't like you know, not your Mario's and your Zelda stuff that's underappreciated, some stuff that doesn't really get the audience it deserves, like that. That would be good, yeah, and in both senses, not just for that, you know, like, like PlayStation that. indie games that you know, made indie games stuff could be ported over. If maybe if you're going to do direct ports, but uh, yeah, old games not so much. I think unless, as you said, Gary, it's the PS Now slash Nintendo Store stuff that would be. I mean, that would be that would surely be Microsoft not anywhere close in any sort of race on this because you know, what what would they have really? You know. If, if Sony and Nintendo are doing that for each other, there's almost, yeah, <laughs> they've got a very strong package between the pair of them. But it, it's, yeah, possibly a reaching a little to get that far. But you, you never know. 
did you ever think we'd see a Mario game on mobile phones? Let's be honest. Yeah, I could see sort of Mario run release on the Vita. Mm. <laughs> I mean, so, I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll be playing it on my Sony Ericsson phone. So there's your crossover right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, if if Sony needed benefiting anywhere from Nintendo, that would be it, handheld. <laughs> but uh, I think strangest thing of course is that the new monster hunter is rumored to be a ps4 bound so well i guess that makes kind of makes sense because they want a console version technically as much as the switch is a console it's not well monster hunter has been on playstation before it's not anything new in that regard but it it's interesting that it comes back to that and so i would yeah i'd be intrigued it would be interesting we shall see I mean, Nintendo don't strictly make all the games that are exclusive. They just you know, people that do it for them too. So there's a way out, if you will, of not making it mainline stuff. Who knows? We can put Pipe Dream. I would kind of like it in that sense of it would just be like, there you go, Microsoft. How are you going to top that? You know, you're going to release Minecraft again. That's it. Is it? I, I, mean, I don't know. I'll feel really weird about playing like a Mario Kart on my PS4. It just wouldn't feel the same. Yeah. No, so I don't think that would happen. I, I honestly think it would be something, unless it was the retro ones. You know, that that's the only way I could see that happening is if you had like SNES games and stuff on the store. And but uh, who knows? An interesting theory, though. Thank you, Thomas, for that. That's very very good stuff, as they say. Ah, right. What else have we got to talk about? I would imagine not much because it has been a very strange week. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. Yes, not in the right way. I mean, it's all PS4 Pro stuff, which, you know, we can't comment on because uh, we're not doing that. So uh, Kyle is uh, currently in possession of one and doing his comparisons and stuff like that. Yeah, again, it's just like it's like with VR. It's like yeah, I, I, get, I talk about it, but what can I say? About yeah. It sure really does exist, and the Titanfall does look pretty. No, no, I will say, posting screenshots, comparing games between pro and uh, non-pro, is kind of futile. It's like it, it's not going to get the full effect across. It's very difficult. I mean, unless you have the stuff already, and that inherently is probably the problem with. Selling a PS4 Pro is that again, like with VR, you kind of have to see it in action yourself for it to work, you know, to get what it's about and see the differences. I mean, it's like I, I think that the other problem is screenshots render out in mm. the highest mm. resolution possible, <laughs> so you can't tell, you can't really get the true glimpse of how it runs compared yeah, to, yeah. I mean, it is, it is completely different, let's be honest, it is just. You know, it's nothing like it should look like because, as you said, it does that and it can't quite do it justice in the first place. So it's like a strange, weird, it looks better, worse sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, that's it. But I'm sure it will sell. I mean, well, Amazon have already said they sold out their allocation. You know, so it, it's going to sell some, let's be honest. And if I was going to, yeah, if mine my PlayStation was gone tomorrow, that's what I'd want to be getting is rather than just trading in for the same old, same old. It's, why not? You know, and that that's the logical start point. But I think there's anywhere three years into this generation, some people's consoles will start to, you know, start coughing and wheezing a bit in the next few months. And because, you know, 
generally ones who don't treat it the best. You know, I've been there. I've, I've done that. So yeah, I know mine's going to probably die early next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, mine has been doing mine some is... interesting things in recent months, and uh, my favourite is still not connecting to a network when it turns on, and then having to restart just to get it to connect to a connect to a network, which is ridiculous. And yeah, among other many, many strange things. Or if you've got two accounts logged in, some some games will just straight up get messed up by the other account. It's just oddness, odd, odd, oddness. Yeah, I I will be excited in time, I'm sure. But at, the time, at this moment, I, I don't even have that great of a HD TV at this point. It's, it's like six years old, so it's my HD TV is about two years old, but I don't think it supports. HDR, so that's it. No, it's but to be fair, though, all those people year. that are saying don't bother with a pro because you don't have 4K, I say, you know what? Actually, that's I not. would prefer not having a 4K because 4K, nearly all games are going to be limited to 30 frames. And well, that's the last generation, like saying, "Oh, well, you don't have HDTV TV yet. What's the point in playing all these games?" It's like, well, because I want to play the games. It's yeah. like. Plus, they're going to look I, even better on your new on your HD TV than your original PS4, anyway. Oh yeah, but this, like I said, last generation, I had this very thing with the PS3, where for three years I played in normal definition, you know, standard yeah. definition television, yeah. like that. And then when I moved in with my now wife, it's and I played God of War on a HD connection for the first time. I was like, whoa, that's different. Uh, that and just you know, just like go back and revisit games and just like wow, this looks so much better. And it's like, now I just don't notice it. All I notice is the thing's wrong with it at this point, right? It's like, oh, well, it's a bit blocky there out on the outline, and uh, that's not quite right. It's, uh, yeah, you, you kind of take it for granted until you see the next big thing. You're like, oof. It's like, I think it was today, it's like I was watching the um, Arsenal-Tottenham match on TV, and uh, I was watching on the HD channel, but it was like really bad signal, and it just kept, Chopping and changing, so I changed to the standard definition version of the channel, and it's just like, I was like, God, how did we ever watch this? It was disgusting. <laughs> it's like, the image quality was just so blurry, and it's just like, you just forget sometimes how big a leap it was the first time, and just even suggest that it's not worth it. You know, upgrading if if you've got the option to upgrade, it just seems a bit ludicrous. It's like, it, it's there for the future if you want it. You know, that, that's the point. And you know, it runs stuff a little better, at least. Yeah, if you don't have a 4K TV, you don't need a PS4 Pro right now. I don't no, know. I can. If you want to get, if you if yours is broken or it's on the yeah. way out, why not just get that one? You know, it's like if you if you're gonna get a new PlayStation, get that one. Yeah. Then you've got when you do. And I said a year's time, TVs will be down again in price. They will gradually come down because they'll need them to. At that point. And so there's a need for it. I don't think that, yeah, you should just straight up swap one if you have a perfectly healthy PS4 right now and you don't have a 4K TV because, yeah, that would be a bit silly. It's like, wait, if you're going to wait and then the time will come, TVs will be a bit cheaper, the Pro will be cheaper. I actually really think Sony's smart. I know the Pro's not as powerful as the... Um, Scorpio, but I really think um, that Sony was really smart with the whole selling it earlier because now, once um, 
once the PS4, once the Scorpio comes out next year, Sony can cut the price of the Pro or bundle games. Oh yeah, that's it. And I mean, that's got to be remembered. But uh, I think messaging has been the Pro's biggest problem because I had a conversation with someone who's a fairly casual gamer. I, something they said on Facebook just made me go, "What? What?" It was the older, uh, you know, no 4K drive in the uh, PS4 Pro compared to the Xbox One S, and it's like, yeah, but that's not the point. Yeah, it, it may have that, but it's an inferior machine in terms of power. It is people don't see that because Microsoft very cleverly, you know, they don't mention the flaws, but they, they don't mention the inferior parts of their consoles. They just pick up the big bits and go, look at this. Yeah, we got this thing that they don't have in their console, and you know. Let's be honest, it's, it's 4K is not that big a deal. And we've said this before at this point, in terms of, like, discs, I mean, sorry. So, Well, remember, uh, what's it, uh, Mark certainly said the fact that you can, if you want to do proper full 4K gaming, you've got to have seven teraflops or more. Mm. Because That's of the, what you need to do to actually do it. Yeah, this is it. And it's, but then this is know. the guy that also said that the PS4 Pro had 7.4 of teraflops if you cut the digits in half. Yeah, and he also helped make Knack. So. Yeah, so. Although Knack <laughs> is getting pro support. You know, I have Knack. Of course, but Knack's going to get pro support. He's like the engineer of the PS4. And, and I he have helped Knack. Make so, so I am quids in, mate. I mean, I'm looking forward to it in certain games. So I'd like to see, you know, how like it will be better. Yeah, like Knack. Um, <laughs> How Pez will be better, how Skyrim will be better, and things like that. Because it, it'd be cool. You know? It's nice. Even Hitman's supposed to get better, which it could do. A nice little polish on that game would just make it absolutely lovely. But, I do yeah. want to say that people should be weary of their data costs for 4K as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend just got a 75-inch TV yesterday. And it's 4K and everything, and we're watching some Netflix 4K. Um, looks amazing. But what people need to know is streaming at 4K is 700 megabytes an hour is how much you'll be using. So if you have data caps on your internet, be very careful about how much 4K yeah. you're watching and playing. 700 megabytes an hour is a lot. Yeah, I mean that is huge amount. <laughs> that's just Netflix. That's not even something else. Netflix um, compresses a lot of their videos as well. So, yeah, just just be careful when you're. Oh, I'm gonna have, leave my 4K PS4 running all day. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just be weary. 4K is it's it's getting more of a household name now but it's still kind of pricey in a way yeah so. it's it's not quite the pipe dream it was you know it's becoming more affordable but it is still yeah but you've I've got so like, many 4k blu-rays yeah. like <laughs> spider-man one uh, this is again when i had this and... discussion it's like how many films do you actually like that are on 4k blu-ray at the minute it's like because yeah well it will be popular i go well yeah, but there's a reason DVD is still popular. It's because a lot of people don't care. Yeah. And, and it's Blu-ray, not just not caring, kind of... it's just that a lot of people know that streaming is so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, 
you can find a 4K TV for like 700 bucks. That's cool and all. But when you combine everything, it's going to be very pricey. So, mm. especially if you have data caps on your internet at home, it's going to just destroy you. So, yeah, just just a nice warning message there. Yes, but I don't know. It's, to me, I think it's, um, I don't know about you guys, but I think it's one of the things as you get older, it's those things you don't get to, you start thinking about more. But you know, when you're back at the, the age of you know, frivolous amounts of money and young and free and carefree, you, you just buy it. I, mean, I, I bought a PS3 at full price without batting an eyelid. So I was like, to say, I bought a PS3 at full price and I'd just got a flat at the time as well. Yeah, <laughs> And that was the time probably, you know, when internet culture, social media culture wasn't really much of a thing. So it was like I didn't have 900 people telling me that it sucks that I paid twice the amount for my console. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I don't care. I know I'm going to play Metal Gear Solid 4 on this, so I'm happy. Celavi. Talking of which, it's a, we're about a week out from a, the 10th anniversary of that said console. So I think next week's a Dreamcast. Yeah, the I thought you already had to. <laughs> <laughs> No, the PS3 did. So, yes, so every I think next week is the Dreamcast like, anniversary, Ben. Every year. Every day. Every day. Every day. Because <laughs> the Dreamcast is a marvelous console that did not deserve the fate it got. It's the Titanfall 2 of consoles, in my opinion. The Titanfall of consoles. Titanfall. So, yeah, I think next week's... Uh, podcast will be very much a, a, a best and worst of PS3 special. So we're all and, saying in the green that next week we're going to all be talking about Mindjack. Mindjack and Blaze. Blaze. The Green Lantern movie game. That and was a good it. game. Actually, I have it. It's a good game. So you, yeah. Why would you talk crap about it? It's a fun game. Because it do, did have its something. Co-op had its flaws. Single player was good, but yeah, yes, I think we'll have fun with that next week. But, uh, and uh, well, should I get around to writing most of it? Um, I'm sure we'll have our top fifty up on the site soon too. And uh, no, at least thank God, that... Skyrim was. Uh, thank God, Last of Us never made it to the top fifty. Yeah, no comment on that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's put it away. The commenters uh, who were voting kind of figured out the leading few because, uh, you know, it was kind of obvious that everyone was putting the same two games in the top three a lot. Yeah, Black but Bleach Soul Resurrection was so popular. And the Soul it's game. A, I, I'm going to give an exclusive tease out. There's a couple of games that didn't make the top 50 cut. I mean, some games were just made it by the skin of their teeth, but... Um, these may not surprise you too much, but uh, Borderlands 2 did not make the cuts. Um, Modern Gearbox, Warfare 2. Gearbox skipped the, the payments. So. Yeah. So, they um, tried to send it to a third company to do it for them. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City didn't make the cut, clearly. Um, they didn't make enough fake accounts. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, a um, couple of Call of Duties didn't make the. Uh, the cut. Um, well, we all know those are indie titles, so you know. That's it. Yeah, no, no one really gets into those. Um, and uh, yes, at least one popular Rocksteady game didn't make the cut. Uh, it's uh, 
which is, uh, really didn't make the cut like badly, like l- made less points than God of War Ascension. <laughs> sort of, which is. Yes, also, we make will a see. joke, but I can't think of any stupid rocks that GTA even 4? exist. GTA Four didn't make the cut. Look <laughs> <laughs> steady. You're telling me Urban Rockstar. Chaos Riot Response didn't make the cut. <laughs> oh, I think you said Rockstar. My bad. I don't know, a Rocksteady game that uh, will go unnamed, and a certain game by a very renowned developer that don't make games very often anymore didn't even get more than two people vote for it, so yeah, we'll reveal all. Table the Tennis week. didn't get them cut by Rockstar? No, well that was an Xbox game, so that that, that would be understandable <laughs> that it didn't make the cut here. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, and also there will be some interesting surprises in terms of where games are in that top 50, and games that did make it I was quite ple- quite pleased with some of the uh, picks. Uh, there's some very left field choices, quite high up, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And some games that people tend to shit on quite heavily on the internet that are quite high, which always makes me say that it's like you only ever hear the minority and things like that. So No Man's yeah. Sky is like top ten. Well, again, it's a PS4 <laughs> game, so it's not going to be. Last Guardian, the original before it got Last delayed game. to PS4. People were just so I mean, excited they voted for it anyway. Uh, do you know what's sad about that? You say that it's like looking, thinking of that list. And of course, there is no Team Ico game in that generation, so it's a, a shocking, shocking thing when you consider the, the last gen before that. Anyway, I think that's a good point to end the show. We'll uh, say our hellos and goodbyes and all those things. Um, of course, shout out to Thomas Gargan for his questions this week. That was wonderful. Should we give him any questions for his podcast? We should. We'll think of some <laughs> we super serial questions for you, Thomas. Super serial questions. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, oh, I'm trying to think. So someone else, I'm sure, was a, a big thing. I'll let you guys do your pieces and thank yous while I, I try and remember what it was. Um, Gary, what's your Yo. big shouts? Ugh. Sorry, I was yawning. Um, uh, just the same same ones. My friends that should listen to the podcast but don't because they're assholes. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the listeners, oh, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, please let us know what we can change and do better for you, what you want to hear, because we need that feedback, people. Yeah, that's true. Um I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I did, yes. Nick Aiton uh, saying good things about us, about the podcast. That was wonderful. But, um, yeah, I, I, that was pretty much all my things. So I hadn't forgotten anything at all. It was uh, something I said last week. Uh, ben, what about you? Uh, I'd like to shout out to Phoenix Down Radio. Uh, thanks for having me on always on the show. Uh, shout out to Moogle Go Round Radio, another re- uh, podcast I'm on. Uh, shout out to Klaus from Phoenix Down Radio. A shout to Samus Ragebond, aka Evolved Mail on Twitch, uh, your girlfriend's favourite streamer. He he streams Final Fantasy or uh, any night he can because he's busy. Um, so I'd recommend go check out his Twitch channel. He is one of the best streamers on Twitch. I also want to shout out to uh, Limit Break Radio, just just because words. Just because. That's it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's as good a reason as any, I would say. Uh, that's been episode 143. That means, yes, we are edging very, 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 to very the slow. 150. 
Yes. We'll get there eventually. Actually, won't we get there for like my birthday? I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. Um, no, it be won't be fine. That's for sure. Um, no, it'll be December, won't it? No. In theory, I will just. Uh, I mean, if this is one four three. Yeah. Uh, one four four five six seven eight. Sorry, I'm just going on the air calendar. No. Nine ten. Well, technically, if we do one on Christmas Day, <laughs> that'd be the fifth hundred and fifty. Christmas is on a Monday. What are you talking about? It's on a Sunday. Is it? Are you sure? No. Yes. It's just, oh, that's, I'm going. I'm going into October, not December. There. I was like, no, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we could make no. one hundred and fifty yeah, by Christmas the end of the Sunday. year. We can make it by the end of the year. So oh, it, yeah, quite well, why? We should we record want. the week before Christmas. Yeah, you go. we can do our end of year roundup. Uh, that'll be our hundred and fiftieth episode special. And it'll be Christmas. It'll be perfect. There we go. We look at us like we planned it. It's like we planned this from the start of the podcast. Yeah, this is this is the Kaiser Soze moment. It's why we the, took those weeks unchained. off. Don't yeah, we knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't because we had other things to do. <laughs> ah, splendid. Um, so yes, I will say. Goodbye, and Gary will say goodbye. Goodbye. And Ben will say his usual custom goodbye. I'm just going to say, if you're ever bored and you want a song that will cheer you up, go listen to the Super Saiyan song by Team Four Star. Have a good week, everyone.